Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, uh, hey, God, it's me, John. I, I know I don't pray very often, but we really, really need some rain. My entire crop is like hanging by a thread here. And if we don't get some God, some gosh darn rain here real soon, we are going to be screwed. I, I hope I can say screwed. Oh, hey there. What, what is it that you want now? Oh, God, uh, the Almighty. Um, we've had this really terrible drought recently. I know, I made it for y'all. I thought y'all like it. I thought we'd like it. Who likes droughts? Everybody loves droughts. No, no they don't. No one likes them. You mean I've been making these droughts for a thousand years for nothing? Uh, maybe. Look, we'd love to just get some rain down here. Our crops are dying. Okay, then I'll just summon up one of them there hurricanes. No, no, no. We, we don't like hurricanes that much. You don't? No, it's not that. We just we just don't need that much rain. Should it make it rain frogs? Well, I, I don't know that that's really all that necessary. We just really need to just fill up our rivers and our lakes again. I can fill them up with blood. Again, that's not all that helpful. Okay, I guess I'll just make it regular rain for a couple days. I'll give that drought back to Texas. They, they ain't like me no matter what I do. Thanks, God. That's really great. You really are a merciful, merciful Lord. I know, I know. Now be sure to cut off part of your child's penis just to show you love me. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 50 of Cognitive Dissonance. It's a factor of 10, so it must be important. It's very, very important. Big fucking deal. I know that's why we're the lead story on all of the news outlets this week. Cognitive Dissonance reaches 50 episodes. 52 seems like it would be a more relevant number. That would be a year if we did it every week, which we didn't. Yes, (laughs) which we did not. So it is not one year. It is well after. About a month or so after, yes. It shall be put to death. That's what happened in Israel. That's why homosexuality wouldn't have grown in Israel. It tends to limit conversions. It tends to limit people coming out of the closet. Oh, so you're saying that we should go out and start killing them. No, I'm saying the government should. They won't, but they should. Say, I can't believe you. You're horrible. You're a backwards Neanderthal of a person. Is that what you're calling scripture? Is God a Neanderthal backwards in his morality? Is this his word or not? If it's his word, he commanded it. It's his idea, not mine, and I'm not ashamed of it. This comes from the raw story. Um, Kansas pastor calls on U.S. government to kill LGBT people. Uh, This might sound like a rerun from last week. This guy's not as specific, 
So we don't have to put them in <laughs> electrified fenced enclosures and airdrop food to them. Instead, what he calls on is for the government to kill gay people in order to uphold the teachings of the Bible. I think he's a little more aggressive than last week's pastor. Last he is. Week's the other guy like, would have let him live. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a little fence up there because <laughs> I'm again it. Like, this guy's a little different. This guy is again it still. But, he is again it. But he's not He's not as again it as the other. I mean, or yeah, I think he's actually more again it than the other guy. He's super again he's, he's like mega he's or mega ultra again, again it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know which one's bigger. That. I can't even. Like, my brain, every time I try to say again it. Again. It's just like, wait, wait. It wait. actually kills more brain cells to say again it than it does to, like, you could drink, like, fucking Everclear. <laughs> you could suck on a crack pipe and lose less brain cells. Exactly. Right? You could come this close to carbon monoxide poisoning and be like, ah, that's better than just again it. <laughs> This guy's an idiot. Best part about this is he's talking and he says, he went on to read, I'm reading directly from this Raw Story article, it's, it says, he went on to read from Leviticus... <laughs> And he reads, like, if you, a man lives with another man, he shall be put to death. And you're like, wait, you're neglecting almost all of Leviticus. I'm sure there's somebody in the fucking audience that's a polyclot and cotton fucking blend on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no kidding, Somebody right? is wearing, you know, leather shoes with rubber fucking soles. And what happens? Well, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of crops planted next to each other. Somebody in that audience might even have a tramp stamp tattoo on him or something. Most Look, man, likely. I'm looking at this guy. He clearly shaves his beard. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah. You can't – Leviticus is not your ball game. You know, like that's not the fucking well from which you want to drink. Right. If, if you want to – you know, nobody's using Leviticus anymore except for the super crazies because they know Leviticus is just a hate-filled diatribe of fucking nonsensical, impossible-to-follow Bronze Age rules for goat herds. That's all it is. Right. It's not a. It's not a like a, a book full of. Oh yeah, that seems like a great idea. You know, I was wondering what to do about this situation, and then I read Leviticus, and it said no, you shouldn't plant your fucking soybeans with your corn. And so then my neighbor did, and I fucking killed him. I mean, that's no. I burned fucking down his farm. Not. I sold his kids into slavery. What? I'm just following Leviticus. We have we have moved on. Like now everybody cites Romans. Like, that's what everybody has moved on to for the most part. Like, the, the hate-filled invective has moved past Leviticus. Sure. Kansas clearly has not. Um, one thing I think is interesting about this story is he says, you say, oh, I can't believe you. You're horrible. You're a backward Neanderthal of a person. Is that what you're calling scripture? Is God a Neanderthal? Backwards in his morality? Well, first of all, I doubt you believe in the Neanderthal. <laughs> I'm just guessing here. Right, right. But if you're quoting Leviticus. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. That Neanderthal is kind of a swing and a miss for you, yeah. buddy. <laughs> and I am calling God a He's Neanderthal. He's in the colloquial version of Neanderthal, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. I meant Neanderthal in the non-specific yeah. sense. <laughs> Non-evolutionary sense. Neanderthal, <laughs> where it doesn't refer to an actual thing. Yeah, it's just a not a real thing. You've got to think that most of these people are anti-government. Now, I'm making a generalization here, but just follow me on this one. Most of these people are pretty anti-government. They're, uh, you know, small government and don't tax me sort of people. I, that's just a guess. Now, pull those people and see what your numbers are. I think I might be right. But, you know, right. let's just throw that up for argument. They want the government to kill people. They want the government to choose who to kill. Be like, oh, well, that guy's gay. How do you determine whether or not so what if they say they're not? Be like, oh, do you kill Ted Haggard then? You know what I mean? Like right. you fucking do you murder that guy? 
What if you were gay, but now you're not gay? Yeah, what if they prayed that shit away? What if, the, yeah. I mean, is a, how does that work? Like, if you were ever, do you have to be actively gay? And what does that mean? Like, do you have to be, like, do they execute you, like, mid-coitus? Yeah. Like, you're actually <laughs> in the process of, of having... You're balls deep in somebody, like, I'll or kill is, that fucker. Right, or is it just that you have to have, like, sexually explicit feelings for somebody? Of the, and what do you do for bisexuals? Do you just kill half of them? Do you fucking go all Solomon and, like, cut that fucking shit in half? <laughs> what do you do? Do you just kill their spirits? I don't know. How does this work? You know, he, he does say, too, it's funny because about the government idea. You know, he says, shall the church drag them in? No, no, I'm not say that. And he says that. I'm not say that. <laughs> the church has not been given the power of the sort. The government has. The government ought to kill him. Oh, my god! You gosh. got a better idea? Yes. A better idea than God? <laughs> yes, I do. It don't kill them. Virtually any idea is better, yeah, actually. That's, that's Your idea, idea is yeah, so bad. My idea is a very common one. It's called don't kill gay people. <laughs> hey, you know who I think we should kill? Pretty much no one. <laughs> I actually don't think we should kill people. Right. Like, I don't think the government right. should be in the business of killing right. folks. It's like a bad business. Give me a break. I am sure that people said the same fucking thing about during segregation. Yep. I'm sure they said the exact same thing about women back in the day. You know what I mean? Like every time somebody's trying to get new rights and people are trying to push them back to where they were. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to fucking say some fucking hate-filled shit and get our fucking idiots fucking all riled up and fucking ooking and fucking slapping their palms on the ground. This next story is from DangerousMinds.net. Unfucking believable video. Um, this is video from a uh, a church. Where the fuck is this church? Let me look at this. It doesn't say. Um, I I didn't say from the video. I didn't look it up. Whatever. Um, but there is a. I'm I'm guessing it's not New York City. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a place where there's a lot of coastal trade. I'm just. Chucking that one out there. But this is uh, this is from some church. And, you know, it's like one of those things. A little kid gets up on stage. And he's dressed up in his Sunday best. And he sings the words to that old hymn, Ain't No Homo's Gonna Make It to Heaven. You guys remember the words. It goes, Ain't No Homo's Gonna Make It to Heaven. Ain't No Homo's Gonna Make It to Heaven. How is this not child abuse? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh and you see the fucking yokels in the audience oh. all stand up and cheer when the kid gets done. They're like, oh woohoo! You kill it, little boy! Yeah! <laughs> like, you fucking hillbillies. Oh. He done did repeated the words I brainwashed oh him with. Oh my gosh, are you wow. serious? And somebody yells out, that's my boy! Oh, And everybody starts clapping like, woohoo! You done did raised him right, Billy Bob! Oh my god. He's full of hate now! Oh man. 
I can't believe we live in this country. Like you hear something like this and, and this is obviously, like you say, it's a brainwashing, right? Like they just told the kid what to think and the kid thought it. The kid doesn't, kid doesn't have any idea what he's saying. The kid may be gay. Who knows? He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. Yeah. No kidding. Ain't no homos going to make it to heaven. So, you know, clearly at this point, you've already traumatized your children with stories of eternal torture and fire sure. and brimstone sure. and this fucking mythology of, of hell, this mythology of eternal damnation that you've already traumatized your kid with because that's easier, right? I mean, I really think that that's a big part of it from a parenting standpoint. It's easier. Heaven and hell are easy. The, the best time of year, any parent, I, don't, I will tell you, the easiest time of year to discipline your kids is late November through December, right? Hey. Santa Claus is watching. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Santa Claus is watching. It's easy. It's easy because I can call down from on high judgment. You know, you might not be worried about me getting upset with you, but you want toys. Heaven. And you don't want to lump a coal. Hell. So the easiest time of year to discipline little kids is around Christmas time. If you're, you know, part of this culture. This is the same thing. It's easy. It's fucking lazy. You know, and to to have a kid traumatized with this fucking hate-filled nonsense about heaven and hell, and that's what it is. It's who deserves, who's good, who's bad, who deserves punishment, and who deserves reward. It's easy. It doesn't require you to think. It doesn't require you to take a stand on anything. Hey, somebody's already done all the thinking for us, little Jim. We don't want you to strain your tiny little brain. Just here's some fucking words to sing on a stage about people you don't know, but you certainly want to hate. Doesn't this just also remove empathy from the equation, too? Doesn't it just, like, like rip empathy right out? Like, I think one of the hardest things to do is to look at somebody's situation in life and have empathy for that person and say, you know what? I don't know what got you into this situation. I'm not talking about gays being bad in this case, but let's let's change it to something like, uh, you know, somebody who's down on their luck, like a homeless person or something. Uh, to look at that person and be like, you know, I don't know what happened to you to get you to where you're at, um, but I'm going to somehow have some empathy for you. I'm going to think, you know, maybe I could be in your situation uh, right. to exchange myself for them. Heaven and hell, judging people, takes that right out of the equation. When you judge someone else, you have no empathy for them. You're just like, you deserve eternal damnation. You can't have empathy. You're just like, fucking, I want you to, I think you should burn forever. Doesn't one have to assume that the that the torment is perfect? I mean, imagine saying, imagine a crime where you could say, I think that person should be tortured for five years without stop. Yeah. That's what I think. I think that that would be a reasonable punishment for a crime. I think that they should be horrifically tortured in the most awful, unimaginably perfect way to create the maximum amount of suffering for five years. You would be a monster. To suggest such a thing. There is there is no moral justification for a suggestion like that. Which is why nobody, nobody has a law like that. There's no punishment on the planet. We even, we, we go to death, right? But we don't say torture. Right. We don't have torture as a, as a punishment. Cor- cruel and unusual is taken right out of the equation. Because we know that's wrong. But this idea of hell, and this kid is selling it to all these adults. Ugh. It's fucking awful. Ain't no homo's going to make it to heaven. You're not going to make it to college. (laughs) 
Ain't no hillbillies gonna make it to Harvard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So see, it's in a, in a in a bit of good-ish news, sort of. It's good because it went the right way. Uh, this is a story from The Telegraph. Judge rules on blood for Jehovah's Witness cancer girl. Probably the worst headline That's ever. That's really awkward. Um, basically, written. a little girl has cancer. She's got leukemia. Um, leukemia, if it's if it's treated properly, has about a ninety percent success rate of being uh, properly treated and moving on and having a five year survival rate. So that's it's actually a pretty survivable cancer, unless the only thing you do about it is pray. Which is the same thing as throwing nickels in a wishing well. Right. It is not a way to solve a problem. Hey, remember that chair you built by throwing nickels down a wishing well? No. That's not how we fix shit. Right. Well, the judge decided the Jehovah's Witnesses were fucking wrong, and they saved this little four-year-old girl's life by forcing her to get medical or forcing her parents to allow her to get medical treatment. That's a good thing. I mean, what the? where in the Bible does it say, thou shalt not get a transfusion? Like, where does it I, say that? doesn't say that I have that no anywhere. idea. It mentions blood because human beings have blood in them. And some Bronze Age person probably saw some broke-ass human on the ground and was like, huh, <laughs> there's some blood. Blood in there. We better put that in that book we've been working on. It's one of those unique situations, right, where it's like it, it means you don't have faith in God if you circumvent his whims, right? Um, but does it mean I don't have faith in God if I plant a field? Shouldn't I just sit around and wait for food to fall in my mouth? Yeah. It's like manna from heaven. Right. Shouldn't I just open my fucking gaping cavernous maw and hope desperately that like a roast chicken falls out of the sky into my face? Is that, I mean, it's, 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 it kind of, it's equally absurd to me. Right. Why, why do I get to take, have the advantages of one? You know, I, 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 I don't have to sit outside and hope it doesn't rain on me. I build a house. Or I buy a house and make other people yeah, build make other it. people do it. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm allowed to take certain life-preserving actions. But somehow, this one I don't get to have. And it, it's just clear neglect on their part. You wouldn't. Oh, yeah. You don't pray for anything else but health. That's the only thing people pray and then neglect to do. They don't pray for fucking food and not give them food. They don't pray for shelter and not give them shelter and hope that God's going to provide for it. Like, I just see God sitting there who's fucking watching TV be like, could you get off the sofa and do it yourself? I'm fucking busy up here. Get your own beer, you know? Go to the fucking, so- go to the fucking fridge and get your own beer. You know, instead, it's like, it's like calling on him for, for this just seems so stupid. Even in your own weird, strange belief system, don't you think that he gave you a brain for a reason? And and let's just presume that you're you're... In this fucking weird mindset that allows you to think, well, I'll do everything except for this. I'll do everything for my daughter except for this. And if God kills her, God kills her. Wouldn't you just be like, fuck you, God. You don't yeah. kill my kid. Wait, don't you already distrust him for giving your four-year-old daughter cancer? <laughs> He's it's already on some shaky ground there, Right. Seems. You know, imagine if like, okay, let, let's look at an, an alternate. Imagine if there was an ER doctor and you're, you're just walking by the hospital and an ER doctor runs out and shoots you in the face and then is like, hey, you want some treatment? Yeah. You're like, well, I'm fucking from you? Yeah. <laughs> you just shot me in the face. No, Dr. Giggles. I do not want right. treatment. 
I would like a different doctor, yeah. one who doesn't shoot me in the face. <laughs> I don't understand why we seek sucker from the same uh, camp that has already created the, the illness. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's like, I don't know, I fucking slashed your tires. You want me to, you know, fix your tires? No, I'll take it somewhere who doesn't slash my fucking tires And it first. just seems so criminally stupid. It's just like, we live on a planet where you drive in a car, where you fly in a plane. <laughs> I know. Where you, you have the ability to click a button and kill someone with a trigger. We live in this world that is full of technology. And, you know, the wonder of science has created a, you know, a fucking buildings that are fucking thousands of feet tall. And and you are are just refusing <laughs> medical care for your child. What kind of backwards fucking moron are you? Look where we are. How did you get to the hospital? You went 50 <laughs> miles an hour. 60 miles an hour. Right. Like, I could right. see an Amish person fucking refusing this. That at least has some sort of fucking sense to it. But you live in a modern fucking world. You just watched the Jehovah's Witness channel on TV. On a TV. God. <laughs> like, you're surrounded. You're immersed in technology. What did you... And you probably asked your friends on Facebook to pray for your kid. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you you are immersed. You are surrounded every day by technology. But you will pick and choose because your Bible told you not to do a certain thing or not a thing. I don't know how you look at your your four-year-old daughter. I don't know how you look at your own, your own flesh and blood, your child, something that you love and say, I love you, but not as much. Not as much as I yeah. love God. Not as much as I love this idea. And and does your daughter go to hell if you put the blood in I don't in know. Him? And if they don't, then who fucking cares? And that's happening in our country today with the establishment of the Sharia law, uh, the uh, allowance of religious practices for other groups, but not Christians. The free argument and debate will always come out on the side of truth. So if you cut off free argument and debate, then error uh, survives and becomes dangerous. We can see that in our schools with the teaching of evolution. Ten Commandments Judge Roy Moore. Secularism leads to Sharia law. So this is uh, former Chief Justice Roy Moore. He uh, used to sit the Alabama Supreme Court. Uh, not a bright guy. Uh, not not a bright guy at all. Um, he made a comment that uh, secularism, you know, secularism will lead to Sharia law in a total misunderstanding of how words and thoughts work. <laughs> I think he had a stroke when he said it. Like he was having a stroke at the time, and his brain just put this fucking words in an order, and he just spoke them. It, it's unbelievable to me that somebody could possibly equate the idea of 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 a nation moving away from uh, reliance on a single uh, monotheistic religious tradition to gather its 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 moral uh, understandings of the world, and think that somehow that's going to lead you back to a monotheistic understanding of how to gather morals from your world. You did, we're not looking to swap one god for another. Like that's not what the secular community is doing. It's not a rebellion against Christianity in particular. It's only a rebellion against the idea that Christianity has anything to offer the public sphere in terms of governance. 
there's no drive to move Christianity out in order to replace it with a secret agenda of another monolithic, hate-filled, monotheistic religion. That is a total misunderstanding of what secularism as an idea is. Like it just it's just like a, it just doesn't know what it is. Just being like, what's an elephant? I don't know. How much fur do they have? Fucking, who are you? What? <laughs> I like the, uh, you know, I, I think it, I think it's actually, maybe it does make sense. Maybe it's one of those those moments where, you know, you're so far left, you're right sort of thing. <laughs> you know, so he's just like, you know, you're just so far away from everything else that you want Sharia. You're like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> nobody, nobody was saying Sharia. In fact, most people that are, I, all people I think that are secular are like, Sharia is a pretty bad idea. Right. Nobody here is thinking, you know what? I can't wait until we get rid of that Christianity so we can usher in that Sharia law where they kill gays. <laughs> like we're making fun of people that kill gays or want to kill gays. Ideas are not globes. If you go in one direction, you don't yeah, eventually you wrap around. <laughs> make, wrap the around and make the way to the other side. Right, exactly. I, so you can't be so far east or yeah. west, it's impossible. This guy is like the Amelia Earhart of thinking, right? Like he gets in his airplane and he's flying across. And he's like, I'm going to make it all yeah. the way to the other side. Fuck, I crashed. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what I don't get, you know, and, and the thing is, is he should be looking at the other people. Look at that hardcore Christian we were talking about in one of the first segments. He wants to kill right. gays. He's more like Sharia law than anyone else. He is embracing a Christian Sharia law. He wants that to happen. He wants the government to step in on Leviticus's behalf and kill people. And you're going to accuse the other side, the side that it doesn't want any religion at all, of being involved in somehow wanting Sharia law? You're the dumbest person ever made. What you have, though, in this case, I think more than anything else, is a politician spouting buzzwords to scare people to not vote for the That's other. That's exactly what it is. That's yeah. what you have. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this next story is a short one. Uh, this is from Cron.com. The leader in Kron-related news. Um, <laughs> Splendora family. Beautiful Splendora, Kron. Fuck is Splendora? I love Splendora. Who's not? I vacation in Splendora uh, every now and again when I find out where it's at. Uh, Splendora is like a, an internet streaming music site, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of stations on Splendora. Splendora family <laughs> finds image of Jesus in their bathroom. Well, not so much in their bathroom, but in the mold in their bathroom shower. <laughs> And the only thing I can think is Jesus can be defeated by the scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> I, the first thing that went through my head is like, wash your fucking shower. I know, it's what so the disgusting. fuck is wrong with you? You got enough mold in there that builds up and has a Jesus face on it? Your shower's fucking dirty, man. How do you <laughs> so fucking wash in there? <laughs> Also, it looks like if you look at the image, it looks like the scream. It doesn't look like Jesus. It looks like that impressionist painting the scream. It, it, it certainly doesn't look like Jesus. You know what it looks like? 
filthy pigs living in a fucking squalor home that need to clean their goddamn bathroom. Right. That's what it looks like. It's disgusting. It's really disgusting. I What the fuck? <laughs> And does Jesus show up in like the most repulsive shit? Like he's just he shows up in like mold. He shows up in the turd you flushed yesterday. He shows up in like a bloody tampon. Like is he showing up in the worst, nastiest places now? Jesus is like, this will get their attention. (laughs) Form of mold. Like, wait, what? That's not disgusting human oh, beings. Oh, God. And look, oh, my God. It's such a disgusting. If you watch this video, I want to throw up. You're clean your shower. Just fucking I didn't watch, watch it. the video. There's like Should fucking, I watch It the looks video? like somebody threw a fucking whole thing of that green slime from Nickelodeon against the wall. <laughs> like, that is disgusting. You are a dirty, nasty human being. And your TV, you're showing your entire bathroom to everybody on TV. You should be mortified. I, that's the thing that occurred to me immediately. It's like, I don't care if it was actually... Like, I don't care if it was fucking Starry Night yeah, exactly. in the mold in my bathroom. If I have that much mold in my bathroom, nobody's coming to my mold home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's invite him into our filthy pig style oh, of home. Oh, gosh. That's what I want America to know about. Oh, I want America man. to know that I don't know how to fucking clean up after myself. Have you always wanted to win the lottery? Do you suffer from chronic poverty syndrome? Do you have real problems? That are too much work to actually work on. Would you rather pretend to help than actually help? Prayer might be right for you. So Cecil, there's a story on CNN.com. It's kind of a sad story about a woman who went uh, zip lining on vacation. And uh, she got a terrible infection. She got some of that uh, flesh-eating bacteria there. And uh, it's pretty awful shit. And her family, she's, she's struggling to survive. And her family is crediting faith. With her survival, as opposed to the many, many doctors who are working around the clock while she exists in an intensive care facility being intensively cared for. <laughs> That's what they do there? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. The name means everything here, I guess. What I don't understand. OK, I guess I kind of I mean, I, I can kind of get to their rationale some in some way because they say something like uh the doctors didn't give her a lot of time. They said something like, oh, well, you know, she doesn't have a lot of time. And then they prayed and then she got better. So instead of crediting the doctors who had said, well, she's probably going to die, they're like, oh, well, it's God who saved her. Um, what I want to talk, I guess, a little bit about diagnosis just just really quickly because I think a lot of times you hear that from a lot of people who want to get down on the medical field. And that happens a lot, especially if you talk to anybody who is – kind of quasi or even vehemently anti-medicine when you start talking to them, they'll be like, oh, well, they gave so-and-so two years and they lived fucking 10 years. Um, we There's a couple of factors that go into that. I think one, doctors lowball you all the time. And I think just so that they can make sure that the people who are love you and you know care for you can come to terms with your possible passing much sooner than they would need to. They don't highball you. They don't say, hey, well, you know, she could live to be fucking 102. You know, anybody can live to be 102. Right. But, you know, you're, you're, you might die, probably will die much sooner. So they want to prepare you, I think, in some ways. So if there's a, if there's a range between two months and 10 years, they might give you the lowball figure. The other thing, too, is that diagnoses are just that. They're not like, 
100% fact. It's not like they're opening your eye, looking in the iris with a fucking flashlight, and they see a countdown timer. It's fucking, <laughs> like, they don't fucking know. They're guessing. They're making an educated guess. Tom, I know you listen to Car Talk, right? I listen to Car Talk, too. There's a segment on that show called Stump the Chumps, where they give out diagnosis to all these different car problems, and they call one of the people back and say, hey, were we right? These are people talking about a vehicle, a car. We invented the car. We know infinitely more about the car than we do the human body. And we are sometimes wrong about diagnosing a car problem. And to blame it on, the, on God in this situation, to say, oh, it's God. God did it. You know, they might have been wrong with their diagnosis. They might, have, they might have been buttering you up to protect you emotionally, to get you ready emotionally for your daughter's passing. To blame it on God is to neglect all the people in the room doing their job. Exactly. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that when we live in a litigious society, if I'm a doctor and I say, yeah, you got three years and you factor. die, yeah. you know, I mean, fuck that noise. I'm going to give you the worst case scenario because we live in a litigious society. You know, otherwise I could be sued if I don't tell you, you know, what, what the worst case scenario Absolutely. is. I mean, that's. Plus, it's like, and I hate to say this, but it's the basic thing you learn in any customer-oriented or sales or other job where you deal with the public, right? It's under-promise and over-deliver. You create low expectations even if you think you can exceed them because then once you've exceeded those expectations, you've, you're, you're seen to have done more than you said you were going to do. You, know, you don't want to tell somebody, I can fix this. You know, Doctors never tell you, yes, I can cure this disease for you. What they tell you is, hey, this should work. Yeah, or, you know, you know, this has a good recovery rate or something. Right. You know, I've had success with this in the past. Um, you, you know, they don't say, oh, I got this one. Fuck that. I got this licked. Um, nobody says shit like that. Again, we live in a litigious society, and it's, it's all about probability. You know, is it more likely that, that God doesn't care that this woman got flesh-eating bacteria, doesn't care that she's already experienced organ failure, a double hand amputation, the amputation of one of her legs, doesn't care, couldn't stop it, didn't, wasn't interested, but is still keeping her on live, but only if she's on fucking medical life support. She's not alive. Yeah, her kidneys don't you function know. either. So is that more likely or is it more likely that she is responding to the medical treatments you know, and the doctor's saying things like, well, you know, we didn't give her as much time or, you know, and then she responded. Well, that's great. Some people respond differently to medicines. I'll give you an example. My dad had a pulmonary embolism a few weeks ago. Um, he was in the hospital in a lot of pain. He was in a lot of pain when he first went in. They gave him three different pain medications, including uh, uh, morphine and fentanyl patches. Didn't touch the pain. Didn't make him sleepy, didn't make him drowsy. He just doesn't react to painkillers. You can give him a lot of painkillers, and they don't, he just, his body's just like, whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking care about that thing. <laughs> if you give me those painkillers, I'm fucking unconscious. Like, I'm, right, I'm right. fucking fighting pink elephants yeah. <laughs> at that point. Different people respond differently to different drugs. That's just, like you said, we're not cars. Right. It's not God. God is up there. I can't fix the whole thing. Cut her hands off. <laughs> I can only do just ones. a little bit. I can only do so much. 
<laughs> I couldn't stop her. Why did you create flesh-eating bacteria <laughs> yeah. in the first place? Jeez, man. What? And how did Noah collect that shit, yeah, You right? really fucking dropped the ball on that one, asshole. Way to go. Noah's like, well, fuck, he said two of everything. Yeah. I've got these Petri dishes of flesh-eating bacteria. I wouldn't want to let these get wiped Actually, out Actually, those flood. things thrive fucking like crazy in the 40 days because there's a lot of flesh to eat. Right. Yeah. yeah, oh, put that by the cholera and the plague. Yeah. Yeah, we need that's, to make and sure by the SARS. And, yeah, oh yeah, it's on the it's on the third shelf next to the fucking Ebola. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you people? Yeah, I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we say, Devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this, and we say, You will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems, in Jesus' name. So, see, so this story, we, we, we've been uh, inundated, I should say, with this story. It's from Secular News Daily, but you can find it just about anywhere. Um, there's, there's a gentleman in Mumbai um, who was asked to find out if a weeping statue, um, this is a Catholic statue, if a weeping statue was in fact weeping magic tears of holy joy, or, as it turns out, had a sewage yuck dripping on it. It was poo water. Which, incidentally, people were drinking <laughs> poo water. Who's suckling off that crucifix getting poo mm, water? I love it. Oh. I love it. It tastes so fresh. That's fucking nasty. And tastes I, you like know, I mean, Jesus' love. When you put your lips around it, you're like, oh, mm. oh like, you know, you've got to have like a like one of those reactions, like a vomit reaction. It's got to run right. through you immediately when you taste the poo water. Aren't you like, manna tastes like shit? Yeah. I don't want to say this out. Nobody wants to say it, right? Everybody's like, mm, If this is the what happens, like, fuck that. It's like getting invited to a dinner party thrown by people who can't cook, yeah. right? <laughs> How's the food? Oh, it's so good. Thrown by it's somebody who so works at the sewage plant. It's more like right. it. Everybody's like, oh, God. Everybody, like, leaves and gathers around the fucking front porch where the host can't hear them. They're like, oh, oh my God, that was awful. <laughs> That turd sandwich was terrible. This guy is is in danger of being thrown in jail. I, that's something I don't blasphemy get. charges. Yeah, it's blasphemy charges. Although they they do say that it's supposed to be a secular nation because there is a lot. There's a lot of different uh, religions that converge over there. Uh, but they're saying that it's a blasphemy charge, and they're saying in the, in this article specifically that they should take away that blasphemy charge altogether because you can't really speak out against religion and i don't understand how how india can have blasphemy like in the law like as i stated it's just basically like don't say anything mean about it mean about any religions you're not saying anything mean about a religion when you point out that it's fucking poo water dripping down your statue right it doesn't it's not it's not true like don't you get how can blasphemy how can it be blasphemy to discover a physical truth about the world? That's like that's like some Galileo shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, it's like heresy. It's like saying that, you know, you're going against the word of God. God created crucifix and poo water cannot come off crucifixes. Just can't yeah, happen. Right, right. Fucking so this guy might actually face charges for pointing out that people were drinking poo. Oh gosh. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's a shitty way to go. <laughs> So we're going to take a break and uh, give you all the information that you need to find us on Facebook, to follow us on Twitter, to send us email and voicemail messages. And uh, if that's not enough, I think occasionally we might accidentally post to Google Plus. Sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we don't. We'll return in just a moment to ruin the rest of your show. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. So Cecil's next story is from addictinginfo.org. Um, Oklahoma rape victim denied emergency contraceptives. Uh, Dr. Cites religious objection as the reason. Uh, this story is stomach-churningly awful. It's really quite horrible. Um, a young woman was raped. Uh, she came into the emergency room with her daughter, or with her, her mother, rather. And uh, they evidently have a procedure um, where certain individuals uh, weren't in the, at the office or weren't in the hospital that day um, to do a full rape kit and what have you. Um, and instead of uh, demonstrating compassion, um, and, and empathy and uh, providing medical treatment, um, what, this, what this woman received instead was derision and uh, shaming and uh, a, a total lack of reasonable emergency contraceptive care uh, for religious reasons. Yeah, I, what, what happens here is, is somebody gets to basically judge you, judge your actions without really knowing you, and judge what happened to you and then make a decision about your life that is a huge life decision for you. Uh, you can't I, – I don't – I challenge anyone out there who is pro-life, what they – what the conservatives would call pro-life, which really means pro-fetus, uh, to come and prove to me that that tiny little pencil point that may or may not be a fertilized egg inside of this woman – is a human life. You cannot do it. You just cannot do it. It's not a human life. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny clump of cells. I don't know anybody who really uses logic who would say that that is a human life. It's just the meeting of sperm and egg. And if it even is in there, right? You don't even know that it's even in there. Um, And you're unwilling to help someone and you're going to force somebody basically at that point to make a decision either later uh, through abortion or uh, come to terms with a child that is a product of rape. What a horrible person you are to force somebody to make those decisions. Uh, and it just compounds their grief is there's no reason to do it other than you're a self-righteous prick and you shouldn't have – that sort of say in a situation like that. That's like going to somebody's house who's on fire and you'd be like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think I really want to put it out. I think you might have started it. So I'm, not, I'm just going to let it go. Right. You know, that, that's a good point. The, 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 the firefighter analogy, I think, is apt because there was a time uh, in this country when firefighters would refuse to put out fires in uh, African-American neighborhoods um, or of, of homes in, in uh, typically white neighborhoods that were owned by African-Americans. And it was a way for um, for black people to be uh, shut out of certain communities, to be redlined into uh, poor communities. 
um, and, to, and to have their rights expunged. Um, and, and that's part of what this is. That's 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 part of what this whole, um, you know, I'm a doctor, and, and but but I don't really want to practice medicine um, the way that is compassionate and reasonable and medically necessary. Um, I want to do what's within my religious rights. Um, and this shouldn't I hope that this is not actually a religious right. I don't know what the laws of the state are. I hope that they don't have a right to conscience uh, to practice medicine in the state. But if they do, that right to conscience is unconscionable. Because it is callous and it is uncaring um, and it's fucking judgmental uh, and, and it shouldn't this sort of shit should not be tolerated to slut shame a woman who's been raped is is a, a cruelty unimaginable by any decent human being, regardless of what your 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 book says. It's, it's an unimaginable cruelty. You're right, Tom. The slut shaming is just I, I've been into arguments with people. Um, mostly on the internet, because that's where you get into arguments with people, mostly. Uh, you can argue on the internet? <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been in arguments, though, with people who will be like... I remember one time I was talking to somebody, and I think this was on the Skeptics Guide forums a while back, and I was arguing with this one guy who was, I was said something about... Uh, it was There was somebody who, would, who was a jackass, and they had also done something like said a woman deserved being raped or something. And I had pointed this out. I was like, the person's a jackass, blah, 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 blah. And also they made this comment. And I got into this sort of argument about how when women deserve it, sort of, like when when women deserve it. And, then, you know, my stance is always they never deserve it. And the other person was like, well, if they wear, you know, a nice outfit and they, you know, wear stripper heels, oh. then they should, you know, be able to be raped because, you know, you can't expect men to be able to control themselves, obviously, around women. And, you know, it, it, one, it degrades men beyond belief. We've talked about that before. But I remember coming back to them and saying, like, well, what, what if I'm just walking down the street in a suit and I got mugged because I was wearing a suit? And they're like, oh, well, I would just tell you not to dress like Rockefeller. And you're like... You're an idiot. You're yeah. the type of person. You're the worst type of person. And that's what you basically have is this doctor is in the feeling in this exact same thing. It's like, well, you shouldn't have went to a party. You shouldn't have got drunk. You shouldn't have had a drink even. You know, we have no idea what happened to this girl. She might right. have just fucking, she might have just got been walking home with fucking milk and eggs for her fucking family. And got fucking pulled into an alley and fucked. You don't know. You have no idea. But somehow we're going to pass judgment on the other people and say that they that they somehow deserve to be raped. That's an awful thing. It's the worst kind of victimization, too, because you're flipping it around. They're already a victim, and you're flipping it around on them. It's a hateful, hurtful thing to do to somebody. And it's a, only the worst type of person would do something like that. And to use a religious excuse? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got my... This book tells me how to be a good person, and it tells me... What? Not to be a good person in this circumstance? Yeah. Not to, not to do. You shouldn't be a fucking doctor. Then you don't get. The, you should not be a doctor in a hospital. It's hard though. I mean, you, I think you really got to dig in the Bible to find compassion. I really do think <laughs> you've got to. You've got to look yeah. hard to find. You got to pick and choose. You've got to pick and choose. You yep. can't because you certainly can't look to Leviticus and find compassion. No, <laughs> you can't look to other parts of the Bible that are strictly against things that are that are bringing up these prohibitions that say that and, fi- and try to find some sort of compassion. You don't get morality from the Bible. You don't get compassion from the Bible. You get compassion from interacting with other human beings. That's where you get it. Right. I am. I've heard it all before 
Cecil, we would be remiss, um, since this, this show is a preaching to the choir sort of a show, we would be remiss not to talk about the controversy that be a Bruin yeah. <laughs> on the internets. Yeah, you can fight days. on the internet, Tom? <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Um, so there'd be a controversy Bruin. Uh, Rebecca Watson is involved. Matt Dillahunty's commented on it. I've seen uh, Greta Christensen. Is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Um, also commenting... On it, um, it turns out at a lot of these skeptical conferences, there is a an undercurrent of um, um, inappropriate sexual behavior aimed toward the women that attend, or in many cases, choose not to yeah. attend um, atheist and skeptical conferences. And I think we got to talk about this a little bit. It's one of those hot button subjects, but uh, but women are are I think increasingly feeling more uncomfortable at events like this because. Uh, as you said earlier, Tom, we were having a conversation about this, and one of the things that you said is like, without uh, the uh, the religious sort of ideals about uh, sexuality uh, oppressing people, people go to these things and feel a lot more free. So what that means is is that men walk in there with a libido of a man and expect everybody to have the same libido as them. So they walk into a situation and say, "Well, I like to fuck." So maybe this girl likes to fuck and they'll say something wildly inappropriate and either get called on it or make the girl feel really uncomfortable and not want to show up again. And this is happening more and more and more. And it's a really it's a trend that needs to stop is what needs to happen. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it does need to stop. You got, you know, these conferences numbers are atrocious. Um, you know, you, you look at, at the numbers from what I've been reading and it's something like, you know, in years past. So attendees, 10% women, uh, women are 50% of the population or thereabouts yeah. to have such a discrepancy in, in attendance. Um, and a lot of hard work was done uh, by Rebecca Watson and other people. Um, a lot of hard work has been done in years past, um, including scholarships for uh, attendance, you know, to pay for people's trips there and everything to try to drive those numbers up because any community that is rationally based should want to have an open and fair and honest discussion that includes both genders' viewpoints. Sure. You, you, you can't have a rational discussion that's uh, a fucking sausage fest or that's exclusive of the, the thoughts, opinions, and rights of women. That's not, you know, now you're just being kind of an asshole. Um, so I think that's great news that, that these events have been, that they've been pushing these sorts of uh, drives to boost uh, female attendance, but it's starting to creep back the other way. And some of the things that I've been reading have suggested that um, on certain message boards, women were warning other women of speakers at these conventions who are behaving inappropriately. And I, I want to talk about this a little bit. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to a convention or or in any place at all, for instance, and flirting with somebody. But you've, you've got to have the ability to read social cues. Yeah, no kidding, right? Right? It, it, flirting is, hey, how are you? Can I buy you a drink? And you sit down next to somebody and you chat. And you chat amiably and you see kind of where that goes. Flirting is not handing somebody, and this is a real-life example, handing somebody a card with a nude photo of yourself and then propositioning them for sex. That's not flirting. That's being a creep. Yeah, it is. That's that's making somebody feel awkward and terribly uncomfortable. And now that person's going to want to avoid you. 
And that person's going to want to avoid places that you are. Because you are clearly a person who does not know how to comport themselves around the opposite sex. If I'm a person who's going to this conference, let's say, let's use an example would be the amazing meeting, which is happening this year in July. Right. If I was going to go to this, I'm spending my vacation time at work. I'm spending my hard-earned money to fly out there. I'm staying in a hotel that's costing me money. I'm paying for a conference, which is not a cheap conference. It's like 500 bones to go to this thing. Right. So you're talking about like compounding a shit ton of money just to fly out to Vegas and hang out with other people of like minds. And if I feel uncomfortable there, I'm never going back because that's a shit ton of money to feel really weird. And one of the things you just want to drive home, be like, look, it's fine to have sex. It's fine to find somebody else who says, hey, I'd like to fuck, too, and have sex. That's fine. You know. I'm sure a lot of people have had premarital sex and nobody looks down on it there. Who would care? Who would care about it? I don't think anybody would. But I think the fact is, is that you've got to be respectful of other people's right to say no to you and not just to say no to you, but you've got to make it so you don't make them feel weird and put them on the spot in some strange way. You don't just walk up and pull your fucking dick out and tap them on the face. You just don't do that. Nobody does that. Nobody Nobody. does that outside of the internet, okay? It doesn't happen anywhere. So you've just got to be mindful of what it takes to actually convince someone that you're worth having sex with or whatever. You know, you certainly wouldn't sit down with somebody and be like, you know what I'd love to do is take a giant dump in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you just don't start the conversation that way. Maybe it leads to that. Who knows? But you certainly don't want to start it off with that one. You want to be a little more subtle. Yeah, there are some things you have to build to, you know, and if you're going to have fucking naked bits rub it up against naked bits, most people generally want to build up some level of trust or at least mutual interest has to be established. And, you know, if you're so fucking shockingly immature that you don't know how to do that appropriately, that you don't know how to flirt with, with the opposite sex, that you don't know how to. Uh, understand when somebody is is rejected, then you don't get to then you don't get to be out in public places. Yeah, what I think the big pushback on this is is that people are pushing back and saying, "Well, I just I, what I'm not allowed to hit on a girl." No, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying you're not allowed to hit on a girl. Nobody's saying you're not allowed to hook up with somebody who wants to hook up with you at a conference. Nobody's saying that. But what what people are saying is you shouldn't walk up to somebody and make them feel uncomfortable. And making them feel uncomfortable is being inappropriate. There's there's plenty of times in my life that I wound up wound wound up dating somebody because I was talking about something completely not about dating. Yeah, that's generally how it happens. Part of the controversy has been that, you know, for the TAM meeting um, is that one of the organizers of the TAM meeting um, basically put a post out that said, hey, you know, part of the reason we're not getting female attendees is that there are all these bloggers who are talking about how they feel unsafe And so now women don't want to go. It's like, well, the problem isn't that people are talking about feeling uncomfortable or unsafe at these conventions. The problem is that people feel uncomfortable at these conventions. That's the problem. The problem isn't that people are having an outspoken conversation about it. It's that you don't have a zero tolerance policy. You have a zero tolerance policy at work. I'm sure you do. Yeah. If you work at any place at all, you have a zero tolerance policy for this. So I, this idea that, you know, 
this stems that, that the problem is that we're talking about it. No, fuck that noise. When at what point has there ever been a problem solved by, hey, let's just not talk about that? Yeah, hi. Can we a sweep problem? that under the rug? Yeah, that worked great for the Catholic Church. I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. So, Cecil, this next story is from Forbes. Uh, it's a bad week for the nutritional supplements industry. The nutritional supplements industry may also be uh, described as the unregulated, untested, unproven, possibly not efficacious industry. Um, a couple of studies have come out recently which shows that, you know, vitamins and health supplements, rather than even being neutral, actually lead to an earlier time of death. Um, and more health complications rather than less. So all that money that you spend on fucking Centrum, probably don't need to. Unless you want to not make it to Centrum Silver. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is another way in which to, uh, another, another pushback, though, that's happening out of this is, is the people are fighting back and saying, oh, well, the studies are flawed and yada, 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 yada. And, of course, it's the people who are, you know, pushing these drugs that are saying, you know, the studies are flawed. But really, we've evolved we have evolved from fucking monkeys at this point to figure out how our bodies work. You know what I mean? Like they work because we eat the certain foods that we eat and we crave those foods because our body knows it needs these things in which to survive. So you know, the, the body can regulate itself just fine. Have a balanced diet and doing a little bit of exercise and, you know, turns out you'll be fine. But instead, people want, everybody wants a magic pill. Everybody wants a, I want to have this thing so I don't have to worry about it. And really all you need to do is just eat normally and you don't have to worry well, about it. What strikes me about this industry as particularly egregious is that it's an untested industry and it's an unregulated industry. I don't understand why it's a pill. It looks like a pill. It swallows like a pill. It has claims like a pill, but unlike any other pill, if it's marketed as a vitamin, mineral, or supplement, it doesn't have to have any proof behind right. it that it contains what it says it contains or that it does what it says it does. I don't understand. Wouldn't Doesn't everybody just – shouldn't we all be on the same page? Should I take vitamin C and how much? I don't know. Let's do a study. Find out how much you need. Should I take selenium and how much? I don't know. Let's do a study. Find out how much you need. The game should never be, hey, everybody should just take lots of supplements. Why? I don't know. What? Are they good for you? Bad for you? Who cares? Fucking pump your body full of them. Well, what's the evidence that they work? None. Fuck you. Take more. You should always worry about industries like that. That's snake oil sales. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story, Cecil, comes from the everywhere. Oh, gosh. We got and bombarded is... with this story. Everybody wanted us to talk about this one. They've probably made all the funny out of it. We're just not going to be able to make any funny. I don't know what you say about this. Yeah. This is great. Uh, this is from Washington Post. You can find it in the irony section of your local yeah, no grocery kidding, store. Right? It's so uh, rampant. Uh, serpent handling pastor dies from rattlesnake bite. Imagine such a thing. 
So evidently there's, there's religious groups that just play with snakes. And they say the snakes don't bite you if you're holy enough or whatever. And this guy's dad died from A, hurricane, <laughs> B, heart attack while he slept, or C, snake bite. Cecil, any guesses? Hurricane. Hurricane would be wrong. <laughs> wrong. It's hur- actually was snake it a hurricane bite. of snakes. <laughs> hurricane, a hurricane of snakes would be the best thing ever. Uh, there's a hurricane that hit the. Oh, it's full of snakes. It's actually just a hurricane of snakes. Um, this guy's own dad died of snake bite from handling snakes. This guy died from handling snakes. <laughs> Don't handle poison snakes. Oh my gosh. What you, what you, what is happening here? This guy, these guys just walk in and like like grab a hold of a, of a of venomous snake, and then if it bites them, they're chosen unworthy and they they get to die. Then is that is that? It, are these people against like? Do they have anti venom like on hand? No, they have faith on hand. Well, that doesn't work nearly as well. I think. Oh, yeah. Look, rattlesnake one, what two in this case? Snake. Faith zero. Faith is zero for sure. These are animals full of poison. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just full of poison. <laughs> they're full of poison and fastness. Like they're just yeah. like it's just like what are you full of? Like I'm a fucking I'm a muscle stick full of poison. Yeah, exactly. That's all it yeah. is. With tiny little reptile brains. You can't you can't tame a snake. You can't domesticate the snake. Remember the time that guy was walking his snake? Yeah. <laughs> no. What do they wear? Like a little vest? He got a little vest. It's, a, it's poisonous. I don't even know how else. It's like it's like saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drink cyanide for Jesus. I'm not going to do that for very long. <laughs> it's like William Tell and his kid died the same way. <laughs> right. You wouldn't put this apple on your head and shoot it off, and then watch you. You know, it's like watching your dad. You know, look down the barrel of a gun. Be like, what's in here? You know, and be like, oh, what's in there? And go pick it up <laughs> right after him and shoot yourself in the face. This is, it seems tragically stupid, although Darwin Award, you know what I mean? Like this is perfect candidate for the Darwin Award. You would yeah. – why would you do this? Why would you th- – and there's so many things in the Bible that you could fucking glom onto. Why glom onto the part that says you should pick up nasty slithering things that can kill you with a single bite? I have – I can't possibly know. And does it say rattlesnakes in the Bible? <laughs> it just says serpents. And it doesn't even say that – like it doesn't say they need to be poisonous, but it does say – uh, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. I think it's telling that they choose the snakes because that's a Russian roulette, right? You've got a pretty high likelihood of not being bitten the first time. They're not just doing the second part if they drink anything deadly. So it's not like they're really following this to the letter. Yeah, sure, they're not drinking hemlock. It's not like you're sitting around being like, hey, let's chug some hemlock. Let's drink some Drano. <laughs> like, exactly, right. Yeah, it's not yeah, like I, a fucking Drano drinking party. Yeah, well, I fucking I drank a quart of leech. Yeah. Or lie, rather. <laughs> I don't feel so good. That's you're not stupid. You're not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we got a couple of voicemails this time. Thank you for leaving us a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Uh, we would like to play both of these voicemails, and then uh, Tom is going to read one of the Google Translates for him. But we're going to play both of them first. The first one is uh, Paul from Australia, and the second one is Derek from Orange County. Hello. This is Paul Hanna from Brisbane, Australia. In the last episode, the question was raised as to how to tell the difference between an Australian and a New Zealand accent. There is a simple test. Just ask the subject to count from one to six. A New Zealander will say one, two, three, four, five, socks. You seem unable to say 66 and render it sucksy socks. There is a friendly rivalry between Kiwis and Aussies. They regard us as shady crooks, while we think of them as being a touch too well acquainted with their sheep. However, all gloves come off when it comes to sport. There was a report of some graffiti on a sporting ground some years ago. A Kiwi had written, Australia sucks, on a wall, and some brilliant Australian wrote underneath it, New Zealand nil. I wonder what Google will make of my accent. It's a great show. Never miss an episode. Thank you. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Derek from Orange County, California. And uh, my roommate, he actually turned me on to your guys' podcast. And I got to say, this is the best one I've heard in a very long time. You guys are straight up hilarious to the point where, I mean, I'm literally laughing out loud, like, a lot. And, um, I, you know, I, I really started listening within the early, like, I mean, the late 40s of your podcast. And, I mean, that one, uh, I made you this drought. And, like, hearing that, like, slack-jawed hit God was literally, I was laughing about it for days and just showing other people. And I'm sure other people have turned on to it, too. So, I mean, there's people do great work. And, I mean, you guys inspired me to basically start my own kind of stuff. But not exactly about the same issues, but just, you know, just messing around. So, you guys are awesome. Thanks. And, Tom... Paul, I think we've got to read Paul's because I don't think Google Translate liked his accent. No, I don't think so either. Uh, probably thought he was New Zealander or something. Or Austrian. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Uh, hello. This is poor Hannah from Brisbane, Australia. Well, I've got the question is rise. Just had to tell the difference between Mr. Allen and you see on the accent. This is simple test. The stuff, subject to count from one to six. And he's doing double sight, one, two, three, four, five, say hi. Hope is five, six, six, 100 sucks. <laughs> there is a friendly rivalry between Kaylee's policies. So yeah, this is Jackie Crew. Slowly think offenders being a touch too well acquainted with his shape. Have a whole bunch come off when it comes to support. Was a report of some graffiti on the supporting grants, and he's again. The key we had written, style sucks. <laughs> On the wall and some brilliant destroy and rock right underneath it. If anyone else order, order the loan I can license. Scratch. This is an exercise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank, Thank you, Paul. Derek. Uh, we're glad that you guys both like the show. Thank you for the amusing story, Paul. Uh, we liked it. And uh, and thanks for listening, Derek. We're happy that you uh, that you liked it. Um, 
uh, Hillbilly Jesus, and we just played you another bit of Hillbilly Jesus at the beginning of the podcast, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Tom, we got another email from Narnia, and I wanted to I wanted you to read it because it seems like it seems like uh, that uh, Emily's having a rough time there. Yeah, uh, Narnia is not the land of plenty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I managed to plenty you know, of something. Plenty of something. <laughs> this is from Emily uh, from Narnia. Continued. I managed to arrange my release from the centaur's detention. Admittedly, this came about in the most vulgar of ways. Centaurs are disgustingly aroused creatures, and I was forced to perform fellatio on the captain. Tasted of alfalfa and degradation. (laughs) Foul creatures. Upon my return into the Narnian wild, I continued my search for the elusive wardrobe. I think I'm getting close. Hopefully soon I'll enter the real world in which you live. But if what you say on your podcast is true, (laughs) perhaps I'm better off here. Keep podcasting. I'll keep in touch. You know, you know, it's it's rough when you're better off filleting fucking centaurs than living in the real world. And I like I like this too. It says, admittedly, this came out of the most disgusting. Centaurs are disgustingly aroused creatures. Turns out some people who go to conferences are the same way. So yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we got an email from Donovan, and Donovan says that uh as one of the emails you read mentioned, some of the forms of female circumcisions aren't as bad as the male type. He puts, well, whoop-de-fucking-do. 99% are totally unnecessary. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. Yeah, which one's worse? You know, like, what's worse? You know, having somebody hit you in the balls with a hammer or, or knocking your fucking larynx in? You know, like, which is worse? They both suck. They yeah, both right. suck like, well, immensely. And they're both under our control, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just like, just don't do either. It's not, it's yeah. like, say, it's not like, it's not like a comparison. Like, well, which is worse, a tornado or a hurricane? Fucking, I can't control the weather. I, they're both, they both say, they, you can control these things. Don't cut your genitals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't cut your genitals and don't cut your kids' genitals. Right. Because that just seems like a bad idea all around. You know, maybe the, you know, if your kid, when they get older, realizes, hey, you know, I got this extra piece down here, and I know God really wants it, you know, then go have him nip it off and fucking, I don't know, I don't know what you do, what do you do, do you put it in a slingshot and shoot it in the sky? What do you do do with it? Fry it up like a calamari yeah. ring for what? Him? I don't know what idea. do they do with it. And that's got to yeah. be a nasty little rubbery calamari. I know ring, it's huh? like a funyun. Yeah, like, <laughs> Nobody wants <laughs> a that funyun, a little funyun <laughs> of hate. We got an email from Matthew. Um, Matthew's from down under and he was talking about how he's like, why don't you send your pastors down here? He sent us the, he talked about the story of the snake handle. He's like, why don't you send your people down here and they could fuck with some of our snakes. All of the snakes in Australia fucking trump anything we have here. It's the most terrifying place to live on the planet. It's worse than Narnia. It really is. It turns out it's like the, the everything there will kill you. It's I like, know. oh, a spider. That's the size of a dime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Or the snakes that kill you in like 35 seconds. You're just like, oh, right. I got bit. I hope I can get some anti. <laughs> yeah, let me go wash this off. Oh, fucking crocodiles. Oh, God damn I it. I swelled up and blew up like a fucking balloon and I'm dead. Yeah, that's you can't awful. Go yeah, I don't water. think anybody's going to be handling those yeah. snakes. You can't go in the water. You can't go walk on the ground. Like, you just got to fucking, like, roll around in, like, a fucking hamster bubble down there. <laughs> like, like, no. That's all you can do. <laughs> the only way to survive Australia is to hover. Yeah. Like, just, just <laughs> hover. Last email we got, I want to talk about uh, Kevin. Kevin says that he just started listening to us, and he thought it was pretty funny. He was listening to uh, episode 13 and a couple other episodes, and uh, and he's having a blast. And he said that if we mention him, he'll probably 
uh, here sometime in August. So uh, we hope that the weather's nice, and we hope that the rapture hasn't come yet. You probably have, what, like at this point, T-minus four months until the end of the world. So uh, best of luck to you, Kevin. Thanks for listening. I also like his, the title of his email is, You Rock Off My Cock Sock. Wow. <laughs> Keep it on. Yeah, please don't take it off. Put that in the yeah. laundry. We thank everybody just... who sent us messages as usual. And if you want to get in touch with us, just listen in the middle of the show, or you can always find a way to get in touch with us at dissonancepod.com. Uh, 50th episode, Tom. We're finally done. We, we cranked out 50 in record time, and we're looking forward to doing another 50 more. Uh, and as usual, we will leave you with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 